Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fresh, brand new episode of the What's in the Words podcast. Um, I am AJ. And I'm Steve Canal. And today, I'm extremely excited and a little bit more excited than some of the previous podcasts because of the book that we're going to be talking about today and the timeliness of it. So, Steve, would you introduce today's book that we are reviewing? Absolutely. We're, we're here. Episode number seven. It's divine, a divine number. And today we get the uh, opportunity to touch on one of the most amazing women of our time. Um, and we'll go down in history um, for making so much impact as our first lady. Uh, the book we're covering today is called Becoming by Michelle Obama. And this book, it's number one, it's an amazing book. Uh, but number two, Steve had an opportunity to um, see her in New Orleans a few weeks ago. And I thought that instead of doing our big ideas, um, or at least in the beginning, the big ideas like we traditionally do, I would allow Steve to talk about the impact that she made on him when he saw her in New Orleans. Steve? Yeah, man, AJ. <laughs> talk, <laughs> and, and I've been fortunate enough to meet the president, um, Barack Obama. So, you know, I'm definitely blessed. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Absolutely. Um, so being able to actually hear Michelle Obama speak um, during Essence Festival, celebrating their 25th year anniversary, uh, I think it was um, a word that I will say was infectious. She was able to leave her imprint on everybody in the stadium, you know, because it was at the Mercedes-Benz, big difference, 70,000 people. Right. <laughs> it sold out stadium to see Michelle Obama. And, you know, she was funny, um, amazing personality. Uh, you can tell she's very loving human being. You could tell that she was raised by an amazing family. And you can tell she's from the south side of Chicago. You know, she had her moments where you're like, oh, right. like, is this the first lady? Right, um, right, right. <laughs> she was, so she was keeping it 100. She kept it 100. <laughs> to, just to jump in. So she has been selling out arenas around the country. So, I mean, it seems like whatever that infectious um, personality and humor that she's bringing to the stage, it seems like it's working city after city after city. And I know people who have seen her multiple times and she didn't disappoint each time. Yeah, she's just, she's very funny. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you, you're thinking like, you know, it's the first lady, she's gonna be all serious and you know, you might get a little bit of humor. Nah, she kept it real. She kept it real on from the first time, <laughs> you know, uh, hearing Barack talk on the phone and she was like, who is this nerd? You know, to seeing, <laughs> to seeing him, she was like, oh you know like <laughs> she caught the vibes and she you know it went from nerd to you know this smooth brother you know right um, in her mind like man you know this is about to go somewhere you know uh it was really really cool um and to listen to you know the audio book you, you realize she had a lot to say sure right? yeah, this yeah. audio book is about say. 20 hours long Yes. <laughs> you know, each chapter is almost an hour long. It's between, you know, 40 minutes to an hour long each chapter. So you get a lot from Michelle, you know, her breaking it down from becoming me, you mm -hmm. know, her personal um, growth to becoming us, 
mm-hmm. growing with Barack to becoming more, you know, becoming yep. the first lady and expectations and going from there. So it was, it was an amazing journey um, that she takes you on in this book. And for me, you know, the big idea that I grasped from this was life is a journey that redefines you over and over and over again over time. And it, it, it's, a mean, it's a means of evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we tend to feel as if, you know, we're living this life and we're living to, you know, reach this one goal, you know, to aspire to get this, get a house and I'm, I'm fulfilled, get this Mercedes Benz and I'm fulfilled, make six figures and I'm fulfilled. Yeah. No, th- those yeah. are, those are phases in your life and each accomplishment, crazy. each failure is leading you to something, right. And your continued growth. And that said, I think I want to, I want to kind of piggyback on a big idea. With those transitions comes the question that you have to ask yourself at each um, at each crossroads, right? And a lot of people get stuck with that question, but I think the big thing that she said is she was a box checker through her life, right? She did everything the way it was supposed to be done. But at some point, she had to learn to let go and be okay with it or to do something that she wasn't accustomed to doing. So I think one of my big takeaways was at each point in life, you'll come to different crossroads. And sometimes you'll make the right decision, sometimes you'll make the wrong decision, but you have to make a decision and be okay with that decision and also being able to let go of whatever the previous version of you was. Absolutely. And I think you hit it right on the head, AJ. You know, you have to live with the decisions you make in life. You know, that's why it's it's important to prioritize because when you make those decisions, you can live with those decisions because you've prioritized what's important and what's not. And when you make those decisions, you know, at least I tried. If it didn't work out, at least I tried. And I'm, I learned a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's funny, um, I was sitting here uh, thinking about, man, where I am today, what I was asking for and what I wanted at 25, 26, if I had gotten it at that age, would I have yeah. been ready to, to take it on and fulfill, right? Mm-hmm. And being honest with myself, no. You know, um, where I am today, I am such a better man based off of my journey, the ups, the downs. I learned lessons along the journey that got me ready for who I am today. And one of the takeaways that I got um, from, from the book was when Michelle became the first lady, she questioned if she was going to be good enough, right? But all that she has been through gave her the confidence to say, yes, I am, hmm. right? She's from the South Side and just being from the South Side alone, you have your journeys, you know, you, you know, what you need to go through, you know, to going on to, you know, being a lawyer and, and you know, the journey within that and being the first, you know, the first lady in a White House. Yes, it's, it's a big undertaking. It's a lot of responsibility, but there was nothing that she's been through in her life that didn't prepare her for that moment. And, and, and that, that was, you know, for me, you know, again, tapping back into journey, our journey prepares us for key moments in life and her journey prepared her to be first lady. And we all are grateful for that journey. Um, One of my takeaways was um, that everyone we meet, we should contextualize that they have an unseen history. And the reason why is because the world that we're in right now, or this version of America, um, is so polarized over every single thing. Uh, And it seems like we get stuck on 
whatever the point is that we're trying to convey to another person, whether it's politics, religion, relationship, whatever those things are, but we seldomly give pause to think about this person that I'm talking to has a history of experiences that brought them to this conclusion. I watched a podcast it's called On Being, where they followed a, a racist in Mississippi. They followed the racist around. They recorded, you know, his childhood and all the things that he'd been through. And looking through his eyes, he grew up with parents who painted the others as negative. He watched news and he always saw that the others, and when I say the others, I mean racist. When mm -hmm. he watched the news, he saw that the others were the ones committing the crimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, he, when his parents talked about work, they talked about how the others were lazy. And that was his experience his entire life. All of his experience with any other minority or whatever were pretty much negative experiences in his childhood, but they were heavily colored by the life that he was surrounded by, I mean, that he was born into. So contextually, you can understand how someone would feel that way, even though it's not necessarily the right way to feel. But if you put context around it, you can understand why he feels that way, even though it's wrong. So I think she made a great point to say when they were in the White House and they would see these millionaires and billionaires and they'd be in their homes, but then they would also see a mother who literally doesn't have a job and she's down to her last dollar. Each person, regardless of the outcome or how they ended up where they are, when they were campaigning, each person had an unseen history. And even though it's hard to do, we should try to contextualize that um, when we meet people. Great observation. And my second takeaway was continue to adapt. You know, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll forever be changed, they'll forever be adjustments. Um, and it's our duty to adapt to those things. Um, it's all a process that is made up of, you know, and Michelle says this patience and rigor. You know, you got to have the patience and you got to have the rigor to fight through and continue pushing forward, knowing that it's purpose driven. Right. And you need to continue to adapt. So I thought that was really cool. Um, did did you uh, have a quote um, that you, you, you pulled out of the book? Yes. So um, a quote that I had was, if you don't get out there and define yourself, you'll be quickly and inaccurately defined by others. That is that really hit home um, because I talk to people all the time. And I'm sure you do as well, Steve, who want to you know be something that they're not currently being. Right. So in other words, they're working a job that they utterly despise and they get sick at the thought of going to work. They stress out on Sundays, um, you know, happy hour on Fridays. They drink, you know, they're the week away. Um, they're being inaccurately defined as this person in this nine to five job when their heart and soul is in something else, right? So you have to work to define yourself because if not, the things that you do, people will judge those things and define you as that when that could not be who you really are. So again, to say the quote again, if you don't get out there and define yourself, you'll be quickly and inaccurately defined by others. You know, it's funny, that's the same exact quote that I had. <laughs> same exact quote that I had. And that's to, sh that's to show you how impactful those words were, right? Yeah, man. That yes. out of 20 hours of an audio book, we landed on the same quote. Word. Because that's, Word. How, that's how important it is. I always mm -hmm. tell people, you need to write your story or, uh, you know, before somebody else writes it for you. But I'll pull another quote out as well, you know, since, you know, we tapped into it. But this one was definitely um, impactful. One that she said was, for becoming it, it isn't about arriving somewhere, or achieving a certain aim. 
I see it instead as forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously towards a better self. Mm. And I think that's what the, our journey is, you know, in this blessing of life is continued growth and knowing that everything that I do, everything that, you know, I, I'm involved with, it's a means to me continuously to move forward and grow, you know, and not, uh, you know, falling by the wayside and, and, you know, crumbling when failure comes. It's a means of continuous growth and forward motion. Absolutely. And there's one other thing I wanted to add, if I could. There was one quote um, that just made me think about um, um, interactions with my wife. And it said, the, the easiest way to disregard a woman's voice is to package her as a scold. Mm. And that kind of hit me. Um, and, you know, because a lot of times just in our relationship, and I think this is in all relationships, right? Um, women and men are, are wired differently, right? So the, the detail that she pay, pays attention to, I don't pay attention to it. So I've gotten in the habit of telling her like, yo, you don't have to pick at every single thing and blah, 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 blah. So I think passively, um, without saying it, I've kind of packaged her as a scold um, in that when she starts to go down whatever she's saying, I just literally like kind of shrug my shoulders at it like, oh, she's just nagging or whatever. But I think it made me rethink um, that part of the interaction that I'm going to have with my wife. So I wanted to pull that out um, because it made me reconsider um, my wife's voice. And right. uh, actually, as a matter of fact, a lot of this book made me reconsider my wife's voice because hearing it from a woman's perspective, you don't think about all the considerations that they're making while we're out trying to, you know, bring bread home, right? <laughs> or bring I, bacon home, whatever. Absolutely. I agree. This book definitely made me take a step back and reassess and reevaluate the approach towards relationship. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, during during her uh becoming tour stop in new orleans uh you know she talked about how kids are getting older and you know one's in college one's about to be out <laughs> and it's like now she's like oh there you are you know <laughs> like talking about barack like yeah that's the man i fell in love with because there was so much going on that sometimes you lose sight of your significant other Right. Especially when the kids are involved and, it was, right. you know, to, to, for her to be like, yo, you know, I took a step back and, you know, I'm seeing this sexy man, you know, again, mm -hmm. like this is the guy that I fell in love with holding hands, going on dates. Um, this is us, you know? Um, and it was cool that she called that out and was like, yeah. you know, like we gonna get back to, you know, what, what got us here, what got these kids together. You know? yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like she was being super real and I loved it. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Cause you're, you're absolutely, she's right. And, and you make a good point because you know, when you have kids, um, it can very quickly become a partnership on who's going to do what. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yo, did you get, did you get daycare? Did you pay for this? Did you cover that? Did you schedule this? Did you do that? That very quickly happens um, once you're in a marriage and you have kids. Um, but I think it's cool to know that, you know, there's another side to it. Yeah. And then one last thing, you know, just talking about, you know, seeing her live and some of the things she talked about. One of the things I thought was was really cool was the last day 
um, being in the White House and, you know, the night before the kids are asking if they can do a sleepover and she's like, man, we got to get out of this house, you know, like we got to be out by a certain time and the kids wanting to stay and, you know, they're doing a sleepover and then the next day getting them all together and then, you know, getting on, you know, the, the, the helicopter and, you know, she was just trying to hold it all in, you know, because she didn't want to break down in front of all the cameras because she knows all the eyes were on her and then having to and this was super dope when she said having to sit through the inauguration of our current president <laughs> and how it went from a diverse field of individuals who are attending the previous two inaugurations to now being inauguration of just older white men mm -hmm. right and the diversity just withering away and everything that they fought for you can slowly see withering away from that inauguration and what it represented, you know? Um, and <laughs> the fact that she said sitting through <laughs> was- yeah, exactly, you know, tolerating. <laughs> yeah, tolerating this thing, you know? Um, so I just wanted to bring that point up that she talked about as well. I love it. So now for the cons, Steve, I literally do not have anything negative to say about this book at all. And I have absolutely nothing to say, you know, after, you know, I'll say sacrifice because, you know, you're raising these infant babies in a, in a house that they grow into now teens. And, um, you know, that's all they know to now having to transition that lifestyle and that life, you know, going through secret service and them having to have guards with them every time they go to school and, this, you know, this sacrifice and, and to be able to now sit back and give us 20 hours of a body of work, of you breaking down, you know, your growth. I have absolutely nothing negative to say, you know, one no cons to say, I should say. No cons whatsoever. And so I think one other thing that I want to say, I think it's really cool, sidebar, that she kept the journal like so long <laughs> from the time she started writing it. So this was really a journal that she kept. But now to our review, this is for me the first five-star book, that the first five Black Fist book that I will give, like for real. And I'm not just doing it because it's the first lady. I just think that it was that well done. Man, great minds think alike. Word. <laughs> Word. Everything you just said right now is exactly what I was saying in my mind, you know, as we were getting on and recording this podcast, you know, five Black Fists, from, from this side of the pond, um, you know, the fact that she, you know, to your point, kept that journal, you know, and she was so open about mm -hmm. her emotions, her relationship, the experience of being in the White House, the mm -hmm. expectations of being the first lady and all the eyes being on you, mm -hmm. stepping up to that challenge and rocking it. And absolutely rocking it, rocking gracefully, it, you know? classy, Everything right. that she did was just so classy. Um, she was able to dance the dance that she needed to dance to do what she needed to do. She still kept it real, even while she was the first lady. She was able to, again, under all the criticism and the pressure, still remain that, that constant grace to be the rock for our president. I just think, you know, number one, she's an incredible woman. Number two, she's an incredible businesswoman because one thing we didn't mention is that she was, she was the head honcho. Right. <laughs> Right, Absolutely. but I worked for her. <laughs> Absolutely. I worked under her. So um, Five Fists, our first Five Fists review. Um, and if you're new to the to the podcast, we don't give stars. We give Black Fists away. <laughs> right. 
like power fist. So this is our first five five fist review. And I will say this: everyone under the sound of our voices today should go right now and get this book. And if you can't get if you can't read it right now, go buy it and just make sure that you make time to read this book because it's that well done. Absolutely, and you know. I started off by saying, you know, this is episode seven. It's divine. This wasn't planned. Yeah. You yeah. know, like no, wasn't. we were like, hey, you know, about to see Michelle <laughs> next, you know, next week. Let's, you know, let's cover this as our next book. Right. Um, you know, and it just worked out that way. And, you know, getting, you know, five fists is, is, it's the first one. Um, and having no cons is really the, the, the first book. The first that we, one. Yeah put out with no cons as well um yeah there's a reason why she sold so many copies yes reason why she's loved by so many uh-huh reason why she's hated by so many yes you know, because people hate bright excellence. lights you know and the excellence and yeah, absolutely they, they fear it they fear it right they fear it um so kudos to you michelle obama our first lady forever respect um and you know thank you for this body of work Thank you for this body of work. And Steve, there's one other thing. <laughs> I know I keep wanting to add things, but I, but she said something that was very important in the beginning of the book that I just thought about is that failure is a feeling way before it becomes a reality. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't, I thought about that, but I didn't get a chance to add it. And she used that in context of being a kid and failing in the second grade or whatever that test was that those kids felt. And that literally was the separation between her going in one direction with her life and a different direction of her life. Right, right. Now I think that I think that is, that's an amazing point to bring up. Right, right. So anyway, I wanted to just kind of get that in before we closed out. So, all right, we're going to bring this to a close. But before we go, Steve and I both have um, things that we that we offer as well and books that you can read. Steve, you want to give them the goods? Absolutely. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Steve Canal. Um, you can find my book, The Mind of a Winner, which is a uh, number one Amazon bestseller. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on stevecanal.com. Um, it's there for you. Uh, we have it in audiobook, softcover, ebook. It's there. Word up. And Steve mentioned earlier that you should tell your story. So, what I've been doing for the past couple years now, probably about, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people or 30 or 40 people, um, helping people tell their stories through the book form. So if you're interested in telling your story and you want to write a book right now, you can go to ajsfreebook.com. You will get a free copy of my blueprint of how to write your book um, sent to your door. And then also, if you want a consultation, you will get that email once you purchase that book. So go to ajsfreebook.com and get a free copy of my book and for social media, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. That's A-J Joyner on Instagram. Steve, how can they find you? And again, you can find me on all social media platforms at Steve Canal, C-A-N-A-L. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will see you next episode. Peace. Peace.